like a son of a bitch it does and it did and you know what i've been trying to fucking make sure Whoop! there it is first cuss of the pod golly damn it hello welcome back to rumble lips i'm crumble cake jackson and all i do is eat carbs and talk about farting and this is a podcast you've probably listened to for too many hours of your life and you know what? If you if you come up to me, if you if you if you if you if you if you if you, if you, if you, if you come up to me and you say to me, "Hey, brother, I quit listening because um, it's too funny," I'd understand. <laughs> uh, welcome to Rumble Lips. Like I said, I'm Crumble Cake Jackson. I've never farted, and I've never kissed a man or a woman. I've never pressed my lips against anything warm, pink, or wet. All I've ever done in my life is. Uh, uh, drank apple juice out of a straw until I got violent diarrhea on the street, and I've been incarcerated for doing that for the last 12 years of my life because I sprayed my rusky, was what I call my diarusky, I sprayed my rusky all over a school zone during peak hours, and they've arrested me. And this is uh, this is coming from the correctional institution of... Baltimore, Maryland. I'm Crumble Cake Jackson, the noted diarrhea sprayer. Dude, I've been listening. Hi, welcome. I'm Ram Barnaclow. That was Crumble Cake Jackson. Um, I'll tell you what, I've been what I've been watching. Jemus Cremus. Should I start it over? Should I put a knife to my neck and stare right into my uh webcam and and make threats to my father? Maybe. Um no, I uh I've been listening to so much true crime podcast and all the guy keeps doing it. Uh, I listen to sword and scale. Um, and I think he's, he, he, they tried to like cancel him because he made some dumb joke on Instagram about, he said the word cunt. And then he, he put something on Instagram and people were like, this man is, this man is toxic. So, um, you're not supposed to listen to him anymore, but you know, whatever they still listen to R Kelly at the mall. I, uh, I've been listening to him cause Golly puts together a good podcast. And let me tell let me let me let me let me let me, let me tell you something. I had a nice coffee today that I think was spiked with gasoline. Let me tell you something. Okay, I understand not listening to Michael Jackson. Alright? I get not listening to Michael Jackson because Michael Jackson was a fucking probable child molester. I know they still act like uh, Michael Jackson wasn't looking at kids' buttholes, but let's be honest, he was. There's no way. And every take on Michael Jackson has been t- took. But, dude, there's no way you own an amusement park, you hang out in trees, and you fucking have a pet, have a pet monkey named Bubbles. And you're not, you're not dicking around being fucking weird, okay? Back in the day, they used to be like, he's an eccentric artist. 
And it's like, no, that dude's a fucking dancing pedophile. So, but they still listen to Michael Jackson and Target. And you know what? The Sword and the Scale guy made a dumb joke. Who knows? I've made ter- I've made dumb jokes. And um, he puts together a hell of a podcast. So I've been listening to that. And man, this this motherfucker, man, this motherfucker, man, this motherfucker, man, this guy, uh, he will not, he will not stop being. I, the tagline of the show is like. The worst monsters are real. And it's like, well, now I'm out here playing pickleball thinking everybody's a fucking murderer, you know? And that's scary. <laughs> um, by the way, uh, in true Rumble Lips fashion, I recorded two episodes and uh, the one didn't come out because the microphone was clipping the whole time. And I was like, well, this is unlistenable. And man, there was some fucking fire on there. Um, and then I recorded the other one, the one for this week last night. And, um, when I say recorded it, I mean, I recorded over it like I, I had done it. And then I, I, that my computer was just like, no, no, you didn't. Um, so it was just all, it was all this noise. It was a nightmare. So, uh, welcome to rumble lips, uh, again for the 13th time, um, so far in this episode, I will probably introduce it another seven times. And if you don't like it, unsubscribe and pretend like you never listened to it in the first place. Cause you know what? Pop, 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 I don't care. Um, and I do care. That was a lie. That, that scares me to think one day I'll look at Rumble Lips and literally have two listeners and it'll be the mongoose and my mother. And I'm like, well, it was a fun run. You know what, dude? I'm in that weird thing in stand-up right now where, like, I, I, I keep thinking, like, you know what? You could just be a garbage man because uh, I haven't, like, tried to book anything for a month. Since the pandemic was uh, – when the pandemic was happening, I was so afraid and so depressed that stand-up would never come back that I would literally take every show when when the doctors were like, coronavirus is on bags from the grocery store if somebody coughs on your mcdonald's you can get it and you'll die because you're eating mcdonald's or whatever the fuck and i would still be like sure i'll go to wisconsin um but now that it like covid i mean now that i'm like fully vaxxed so it's kind of like over for me um or it's not over by any means people are still fucking coughing their way off this beautiful blue marble but it's like you know I have a peace. I have peace of mind. My mother's fully vaxxed. Shout out to the Babs. She's fully vaxxed. I'm fully vaxxed. We're we're hanging out. We're laughing, coughing, um, not washing our hands again. Isn't that right, Barbie? So you know, I don't know. But but so now that there's presence of mind, I haven't wanted to like <laughs> book. So I just I haven't reached out to anyone out of town and I'm going to start doing that because I was like, man, what the fuck am I doing? So this week I'm going to start booking stuff out of town, get back on the rowed. But right now I'm just doing shows in town. And let me tell you something. They've been real fun. I did a show at below zero lounge. If you're not from Cincinnati, which I know a lot of you aren't. Oh God, I'm running motor mouth on this one. This is why it's called Rumble Lips. Um, it almost sounds like I'm talking like a YouTuber. I um, I did a show at uh, this place called Below Zero Lounge, which is um, it's a gay bar. It's a gay bar. Um, or is it? it do I have to say LGBTQI one plus uh, whatever? Um, 
it's it's a LGBTQ bar, and it uh, that made me uh, saying that right there made me sound like such a fucking Republican. I don't feel that. I, do, I just don't want to be wrong. Do we we don't call them gay bars anymore? Is that the thing? It doesn't matter. It's a gay bar. And let me tell you something. It fucking rails. It rails. And when I say rails, I mean it fucking rules. Okay? You go in there. I mean, dude, let me say something. If you're going to go to a bar. Okay, this is it. When you go into a straight bar, a fucking cis bar, you know, the den of evil. When you go into one of those bars, it's a bunch of whites. And, you know, no, there's black people there, but, you know, it's a bunch of sis and it's it's like everybody's just kind of wearing jackets and talking about Nietzsche. I don't know if that's true. Um, when you just go into a bar, the energy of a bar is like, we'll get a drink. We'll go have a conversation over there. And then uh, maybe we'll run into somebody we know, you know, like single dudes think they're ever going to meet a girl at a bar again. It's like whatever. But. It's like when you go to a bar, you're just there to kind of hang at a bar. And you know what? Fine. When you go to a gay bar, mamas and papas, you better be ready to fucking party. Because that dude, a gay bar is uh, is a bar. It's what a bar was made for. It's, it is legitimately what a bar should be. Straights don't know how to fucking party. Straights do not know how to fucking party. It's just, you go in there, you're like, oh, you got a new scarf? Boo! You know what they do at a gay bar? You go in there and they're like, do you want a shot filled with glitter and do you want to also kiss? I mean, holy shit. They're like, it's 7.30 p.m. and you walk into a gay bar, it's like, dance 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 dude i walked in i was like can i have a michelob ultra (laughs) like a fucking straight like such a fucking straight dude can i have a can i have a michelob ultra please can you turn this down i can't hear my friend phil pointer (laughs) it was awesome It, it dude it i you know i've never been i've been in a gay bar a couple of times and it's usually when I'm pretty drunk and and it, I was in like my mid 20s and people would be like hey they will let you drink until um the world ends they're they say last call but they just lock the doors and you know you can smoke cigarettes in here and you're like okay and when I was like a young skate dude we would we would go to the gay bars in Northside um, for after hours drink because at the straight bar they're like two fifteen their people are red faced like last call they're losing their minds I mean people are screaming till blood is flying out of their throat last call and it's like relax man they're going out on the patio all frazzled they look like they just a bartender looks like they just fell down a hill to get out there to yell last call last call like scared it's like fuck off at a gay bar they no one has literally no one's ever said last call the only way a gay bar shuts down and stops serving at 2 30 is if somebody fucking dies that's what that's that's what happened that's what would have to happen for a gay bar to stop they're like oh wait what there's a break in the loud house music that's because some straight ruined the party and fucking passed out and died but that that's it that's all 
That's the only time there's ever last call at a gay bar. You can walk past the gay bar and all the lights are go off, but you're like, what is that sound? And it's like, and it's on a Beats pill. They're still partying. They'll turn the they'll turn the house speakers down, but then they'll just rip a Beats pill out, and they're like, "Does anybody want to do poppers and and sixty nine in the bathroom?" I mean, fucking gay bars rule, dude. So, I, I did the show at a gay bar. It was comedy and drag at Below Zero, and you know, you first you first walk in, and you know, as a straight, I you, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't feel out of my element and I don't feel uncomfortable, but I also don't want to do any like disrespectful shit. You know what I mean? I don't want to walk into somewhere where I don't frequent, whether it be a gay bar or a straight bar and act like a fucking square. You know what I mean? Though I'm not a square, I don't want to come off as a square. So, you know, you walk in there. I mean, they're playing. What is love? They're playing that night at the Roxbury. And I was like, oh, shit. And uh, I was bopping up to the bar. I'm like, hey there, Papa. Uh, and he laughed. And I was like, let me get a Michelob Ultra. I'm one of the comics. And they were like, there's no comic tab. And I was like, well, here's $4 or whatever. And um, then, dude, this 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 is what pretty much drag queens fucking rule okay people don't realize this you just think a drag queen is um somebody who's six foot five that wears a corset and a face blasted with makeup and a wig that is taller than your fucking grandfather and they go out on stage and they sing wanna be my lover wanna be my lover that dude no okay as a comic, I was in their space, I was in their dressing room, in their green room, um, and I was like, you know, getting the lineup together w- with the, the host, the guy that runs it, shout out Christian, um, it was a really good show at Below Zero every month, it's comedy and drag, um, and and uh, we're in the green room, me and Phil Pointer, uh, if you don't know Phil, Phil is, uh, Phil is a comic in Cincinnati. Uh, most known for his sign-off line, I love y'all, bye. Um, Phil has been my friend for years. I love Phil, so we're in the back, kind of a green room hang, right next to the stage, talking shit, 60 tickets sold out of 75. I mean, people were filing in, and um, it was pretty exciting. And then just uh, the, the drag queen comes in. Now, she's not fully in drag. She's not made up. And she just starts... Um, busting loose. I mean, getting dressed in front of the boys. I was like, you need privacy? And it's like, uh, I'm not a very private person unless you're uncomfortable. So that means if I leave, I'm uncomfortable. So I just had to stand there with a, with a dude, uh, Phil. I had to stand there with Phil while the drag queen was like, I mean, dude, the amount of preparation that goes in to their performance. Like I show up in a fucking hoodie and a new pair of new pair of shoes and i'm like ah it took me sorry i'm late i had to tie my shoe it's like drag queens are fully fucking spandexed and girdles and corsets and and wigs and spray and makeup and i mean dude i've never seen i've never seen anything like it right so she gets herself together for drag and we're all talking and we're having a good time and you know like as a comic whenever i'm hanging out with another 
comedian or like a performer before you ever see them perform you kind of just try to suss them out like you know and uh lady phaedra was her name and lady phaedra uh told me she she'd been doing drag for a really long time you know you don't ask a lady her age so i you know but i'm i'm sitting there and i'm like i i was very fucking intrigued because i think the thing is i'm very intrigued by performance so i'm i'm like I'm like sitting there listening to Lady Phaedra's stories about like, you know, back in the day, drag and all, all these, all these, uh, all these drag terms. Some of them are insane. And we're all sitting back there talking and, and, um, okay. So the show starts and one of the performers, Phil's drag queen. Now I say Phil's drag queen, not as if he owns her, but she was his partner because there was a roast battle after we did our sets. So after we did our sets, me and Phil were to roast each other. My drag queen, shout out to Cora Sline, um, she she was she was there already, made up, ready to rip. Um, I have a lot in common with Cora Sline. We talked about pro wrestling for a while. Uh, she she looked cool as shit. She was wearing this whole blue thing, all these all these sparkles, but she showed up ready to rip. Okay. So I had just seen lady Phaedra get ready and now she's all done up and she looks great. And then chorus line walks in and she is like blue and sparkly and she looks cool. The Phil's Phil's drag queen partner, uh, uh, Katrina real fish. She comes jamming in. She's a little late. It was raining outside. She's in her street gear, but she's got a face full of makeup on. She comes jamming in. Okay, 15 minutes until she has to get on stage and perform, right? So Christian hosts it. It's his show. He hosts it with Lady Phaedra. They go up. Lady Phaedra explains the rules. And then Phil goes up and does 15 minutes of stand-up. After Phil gets off stage, Katrina Realfish has to go up and do her her set. She has to do a, a song, like six minutes or something. So she is literally 15 minutes until she has to be in a full outfit. Dude, I have never seen anyone get, to get, get themselves in full performance mode so quickly. She was like corsets and fucking this overall pantsuit with macrame hands all over it. Oh, my dude. And then, by the way, Phil ripped. Crowd was great. Crowd was amazing. Uh, Lady Phaedra... Lady Phaedra did a number before me. Oh, and Katrina Realfish fucking goes out and crushes. This is the thing that made me so nervous about this show. Um, is... Do you know how fucking insane it is to follow a drag performance? Because, like, Christian and Lady Phaedra went up, and they kind of explained the show. And Lady Phaedra did a... Oh, yeah, I hope that registered. Lady Phaedra did uh, a performance. And then after she got off stage, Phil went up and did stand-up for 15 minutes. So the energy, you know me, you know me, lipsters. I'm a real, I'm a real energy boy, right? I love energy. So, so it's like I, I'm trying to, you know, in stand-up, I always think stand-up comedy is like forced, forced immediate familiarity. That's the, that's the recipe for success because when people are sitting there waiting to watch stand-up, and I don't mean at a bar. At a, at a bar, if you can cultivate it, you're the king of the bars. But usually at a comedy club, people pay to watch stand-up. So the only hurdle you have to get over is making them familiar with you 
initially like you walk on stage and you are uh, initially somebody they've seen or they can register you as this this or this right that might not make sense to people who have never done stand-up but the comics listening are probably like oh yeah yeah i know what he's talking about so the energy in the room right when they bring out a drag performer they come through the curtain, like, you know, stand-up come through a curtain like a fucking sad trombone. It's like, but a drag performer comes through a curtain like a fucking bolt of lightning. It's like, and then the music starts and the lights are flickering and shit. And it's like, what is love? And they're fucking crushing and people know the song. They're walking out into the crowd. They're like, they got little sections of their performance that are cut in with like, overdub from movies and they're lip syncing the whole shit and okay bringing it back to what i was saying about when you see somebody as a performer who's a performer and you've never seen them perform and you're like i wonder what they perform like because my mind doesn't initially go to negative and especially if i hear somebody like lady phaedra said she'd been doing drag for 20 something years and i'm like she knows all the tricks you know what I mean? She knows all the tricks of drag. So I want to I want to see how this person just got out of their car, walked up the stairs, put like got themselves completely together and are going to go perform for these people that have no idea what that entails. You know what I mean? It's like the same way I would feel if I ever talked to a pro wrestler. Like I want to know like you know, there's no knowing all their tricks, but I want to see them. I want to see them do their tricks, you know, because comics have tricks. I have a couple tricks. There's people, there's comedians that that have been doing comedy three times as long as me that are masters at the tricks that I'm thinking like, oh, I do that specifically. It's like, no, motherfucker. I've been doing that trick for 13 years. I even forgot how to do that trick. I did that trick so well, but it's like. I wanted to see the drag version. And, dude, Lady Phaedra went out, and she fucking ripped right in front of me. She ripped. She did this number, this Eartha kit, like, I'll tell you what, I got champagne tastes. Or, and this, like, old-timey song in the spotlight was, like, the way it was on her. I mean, the tricks were just, like, people were, like, gasping. She fucking ripped. And then old old Charlie Goodnight, that's me. I don't know what that means. But old old Crumble Cake Jackson has to walk out there. And, you know, I tried to come out of the curtain like a drag queen. Like, I threw it back. And it got, like, a tenth of the reaction that Lady Phaedra got. And I was like, well, how the fuck do you expect me to follow her? Right? And so it starts off, it's okay. And then I did, I did this, I kind of riffed about how <laughs> I was sitting in my car before the show and I was like, what if I was a dude that didn't know what a gay bar was? And so I said that on stage. I was like, what if I didn't know what a gay bar was? And like gets a little laugh. I'm like, yeah, mom. I just act like I was on the phone. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, mom, there's a bunch of holes in the stalls. I think gay people watch each other poop. And there were two 50, 60 year old gay men um in the front row that almost gave me a standing ovation but they couldn't because their hips were bad they were so psyched on that that i 
I then started asking them if they'd ever watched a guy poop through one of those holes. And he was like, those are upstairs. And he killed. And it was so much fucking fun. People were so much more apt to, like, scream laugh and, like, stomp their feet. It was one of the most fun sets I've had in so long. And I can't tell you, as an as a comic or as an audience member, go watch that show. For real, go watch that show. If you're a comic, really try to get booked on it. But if you're... Um, if you're if you're somebody that just likes comedy and you listen to this podcast and you live in the Cincinnati area, you should really seek that show out. Uh, I, I believe it's just called Comedy and Drag at Below Zero Lounge. You have to go. You you for real have to go because it is a wild time. It's worth the ten dollars. It's worth. It might be five. I think it's ten. But it's like Eventbrite. It's worth the ten dollars. I mean, they they did something at that show that I'd never seen, and I want to do it for comedy shows. They just put printed out a sheet with everybody's picture on the table and their Venmo next to them. And it's, I was getting Venmoed for two days. Two, three dollars. Thank you. Laughing emojis. Thanks. Comedy. You were funny. It's like people, just audience members were just Venmoing me two, three bucks for days afterwards. Really funny. Thanks for the show. I was like, what the fuck? I, I made an extra, like, you know, 50, 60 bucks on top of what I got paid for the show. Like, this is, this is awesome. Um, we should do that for comedy shows. I mean, some lady threw, some lady threw eight singles on stage while I was doing stand up because I guess they're used to tipping the drag performers. It is just like a really fun time. It's so much fucking fun. And if you're an audience member, you should go see it. Uh oh. Am I going to double up? Oh, my God, doubled up on the podcast. I know a certain person that is going to text me how disgusting that was. And uh, I just want to say it's nature. Um, the baby's going to throw out a text message. It's like, I can't believe you're farting just openly on your podcast. And you know what? My podcast, my rules, you don't like it. Um, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. And um, I hope I didn't disappoint you. Um, you are the stars in the sky. I, I, uh, I love that show. That show was so fucking fun. Then Papa bought a pickleball set. And let me tell you something about old crumble cake Jackson on the pickleball courts. I know you look at my body type and you think, does that guy win at pickleball? Well, let me tell you something. The answer is absolutely not. I lost seven games in a row, four to four to Lee and, and three to, Two, no, four to Lee's girlfriend, Mo, and uh, and three to Lee. Okay, I got fucking squounced, but I got I got I had a couple really good shots. I mean, I know I don't want to talk talk about how good I am at pickleball as the seven time loser, but my Yama Jason Hama pickleball is so much fucking fun, dude. If you don't follow me on Instagram, you have no clue about my form, but I posted something on my story. My pickleball form is fucking stupid. And and you know what? We're playing it wrong, but there were there are some aggressive there were some aggressive lesbians on the court behind us. I mean, if you thought men playing sports was toxic, I can point you in the direction of four uh, a quad of lesbians on the pickleball court behind us that were that were literally making noises like Martina Navatilova. Okay? They were they were playing pickleball. They were rifling 
if you don't know what pickleball is, let, before I talk about how wild these lesbians were, um, and I knew they were lesbians because they were, they were kissing and they were saying they were lesbians. Um, they were calling each other lesbians almost as if guys call each other like, a, like, you know, you fucking suck. They were like talking shit to each other about being lesbian. It got pers- pickleball gets personal. And we were seeing, I was, uh, pickleball is, uh, two wooden paddles like tennis, like tennis, uh, rackets, but they're wooden. And then it's kind of like a harder wiffle ball and the court is shorter and you're supposed to play doubles, but me and Lee and, and Morgan were, uh, just kind of dicking around playing singles with each other. And this, this group of lesbians comes up and, uh, I'm not going to describe them, picture them in your minds. If you, if you will, whatever you think, uh, Midwestern lesbians look like, there you have it. Um, and they started playing pickleball. I mean, can I tell you something? Zero warm up. They literally walked out, dropped their bags. I think one of them kicked their phone into the woods and then they just started smashing a pickleball at each other. Like they were like, I'm going to fucking knock your teeth out. It was wild. I was like, damn dude. Me, at a point, I even looked back and I was like, is everything okay? You know, like I thought they were going to get into a fight. And pickleball, I thought, was the, the sport of kings and everybody's supposed to be nice. But uh, people people get mad. People get fired up and uh, nobody's happy. And, and I was like, damn. But I, I had a good time playing pickleball. These women were going off on each other. Like, like they were hitting the pickleball like, It was it was fucking unbelievable. It was one of the coolest things. It was one of the, I mean, you know, people get real into it. Sorry, my Adobe Flash Player thing popped up right as I was doing all those cool grunt noises. It looks like we're still recording. Um, yeah. So pickleball rocks, and also a little bit of a, a little bit of an update from Papa. Man, I am talking so fast. You would think I was on medical PCP. Um. Somebody's getting a delivery of food to the house. He just tossed it up there. <laughs> the Uber driver literally just tossed my landlord's food on the porch like a, like it was a newspaper. I mean, it was two full bags. It's probably $50, $60 worth of food. And he was just like, it was like he was feeding. It's like when Napoleon Dynamite goes to feed the llama, when he goes to give Tina the ham. That's how this man just... He's going to scrape his car. Wow. Somehow he didn't. It's like when Napoleon Dynamite goes to feed the ham. He's just like, go get the food. That's how he, he delivered the food to my my landlord. Um, and then took a picture of it. So, you know how, like, you take a picture. You know how you take a picture when you care on your phone? Like, you hold the phone. You hold the phone secure. You kind of sit there for a while and then you're like, you know, you're like aiming it up. You're like, oh, I want to center this. Or there's this tree behind you that looks cool. And you kind of try to get the picture good so it looks good. This man took a picture of the food he just threw on their porch with his, with literally one, one. Like he was holding the phone almost like he was about to just and then take the picture and then throw the phone over his shoulder. He was just like, mm-hmm. There it is. Like he was just going to throw the phone back into his car. Wow. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Uber Eats. So, uh, nah, that, that seemed like a DoorDash move. Anyway, I uh, 
I've been calling bingo, dude. New chapter in my life. Every Monday. So I was asked if I wanted to be a bingo man. Um, every Monday I've been going to the Bell and the Bear. And um, I run the bingo night at Bell and Bear. And so what I do is it's a dollar to play. And I kind of got some old dudes. <laughs> I got some old guys that are really psyched on me. Every Monday, I got a crew of old dudes. One of the old guys built me a new an apparatus to set my bingo cards on so they so the whole audience can see them. He was like, "Listen, you're doing it before where you were like clipping them to a whiteboard, but here, here's a big bracket he built it for me." So I could have a, be a more successful bingo caller. And really, the only reason why I do bingo is so I can riff for two hours. And that's what it is. It's so much fun. I hope I don't get really good at it and then people start booking me to be a bingo man. But I'm, I'll tell you what, it's super fun. I get, to, I get to talk shit. I get to do two hours of crowd work. Uh, ask everybody if they're angry with me. Uh, I get people to boo people. When you're down to your last card in bingo, your last number, usually people yell out uh, last card, and that lets everybody know the game is heating up. But instead of that, I have the, them yell, pop goes the weasel. So then I can yell, pop this weasel, and everybody laughs. And then somebody else will yell, pop goes the weasel. And I said, I popped his weasel. You know, it's it's a good time. I'm popping weasels left and right. I mean, man, it's a great time. And then instead of bingo, now this pissed some of the hillbillies off, but I don't give a shit. But um, instead of yelling out bingo when you win, I just said, I won't accept that. I won't accept you yelling bingo at me. You will get no money. The game will roll on. And they're like, what do you want us to yell? And I said, I want you guys to yell, kiss me, daddy. And to hear some of these guys that literally drive trucks for a living standing up going, kiss me, daddy, is so much fun. Um, it's from 6 to 8 every Monday at Bell and Bear. Not tonight. Tonight I have a show. And it's Memorial Day. But, uh, yeah, kiss me, daddy, is what I had him yell. Then I switched it up, and I said, I want you to stand up out of your chair. And instead of bingo, I will not accept bingo. I want you to stand up and say, all right, who shit my pants? And when this lady won, this, like, 50-year-old woman, she stood up and said, all right, I've got a shit. And I accepted it because it got a laugh out of the whole crew. I'm telling you, the pot's getting up to 125, 140 bucks a week to play for a dollar and i want this bing i want this monday night bingo night to go off because if it gets really good i'm gonna film one <laughs> and i'm gonna put it on patreon because i think it would be sick i think it would be a sick thing to cut up as like a funny bingo special for patreon um it's so much fun and so if you're in this cincinnati area uh, at the Bell and the Bear, right next to the beautiful Go Bananas Comedy Club. Um, I am doing bingo night every Monday at Bell and Bear so from 6 to 8. So come on up. It's only a dollar to play. And, you know, you can buy as many bingo cards as you want. 
and it's it's it fucking rules. So come on up. Don't be nasty. Don't be don't be shifty. Come up and play bingo with uh the, with old Crumble Cake Jackson. All right. Well, I think I've done enough. What am I fucking Jim Rogan? I mean, what do you want me to talk for hours? I uh, you know this podcast is one of my favorite things in the world. But what do you want me to do? Fucking talk to you for hours? Um, somebody mentioned me in their story. Oh, Chris Seamer, because I'm on his show tonight. Oh, shit, I got to go do that show. Hey, get in the Patreon. Five bucks a month, $10 a month, $40 a month, 7000 bucks a month, whatever you want to pay. Get in the Patreon. Uh, I, I've been I've been way better, um, but I'll, I'll put a new episode out this week in the Patreon. And um, I, I think maybe I'll put up a little something special in there because, you know, God knows and, and God love you. All right, well, uh, kiss your mother's ass. You know, join the Patreon. Uh, and if you don't, you're, you're, you know, you know what you are. You're dead to me. I love you so much. All my lipsters that listen, if you don't join the Patreon, once again, D-E-A-D to me. That's a, the letter two and me as in me, Crumble Cake Jackson. Okay. Well, like I said, kiss your mother's ass, wash a cat, uh, don't be nasty, and be nice to people. If you see an old lady drop her groceries on the street, maybe pick them up and don't steal an apple, you know? Maybe breathe on it and wipe it on your lapel and give it to her. Shine it for an old lady. That's what I want you to do this week, Lipsters. If you see an old woman drop her groceries, pick up one of her apples and shine it for her and and make her take a bite in front of you. Now, if she says she can't, don't probe any further. That's because she has dentures and she doesn't want to embarrass herself. All right? But she shouldn't be buying apples in the first place because if you don't have strong teeth, you're a fucking prick. (laughs) 